Welcome to Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Together, we are going to dive deep into mindset, marketing, and finding fulfillment in this beautiful industry. I'm your host, Jody Brown, and I am a hairstylist veteran turned online entrepreneur and mindful marketing mentor just for beauty pros. No topic is off limits. We are going to pull back the curtain and discover the success secrets of hairstylists that are rising. Welcome to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. I am here today with Heather Dick, who is the owner of Blush Artistry, a freelance company. Really, really excited to have Heather on the podcast to tell us a little bit about her journey and how she built her freelance empire. Welcome to the podcast, Heather. Hey, guys. (laughs) I'm really excited to have you here. Um, So... Let's start at the beginning because I know a little bit of your story, but I'm really excited to learn more. You have a company called Blush Artistry. So do you want to tell my listeners a little bit about Blush and then we'll get into how it started? Sure. Yeah. So we're currently sitting at um, about 31 contractors. So it's sole contractors that work for the company. So they're all licensed and certified makeup and hairstylists and uh, super, super talented like the best team you could ever possibly ask for. So what we do essentially is clients just hire the company to do hair and makeup for them. We travel all over the world. We've gone as far as Iceland. We've now expanded onto Vancouver Island officially. So we're going to have a headquarters there. Basically clients, lots of times they come with a request. So like I want to request a specific artist and lots of times they just trust the company fully to take care of whatever special event they're getting their hair and makeup done for. Yeah, and I love that. And I, I, of course, talk a lot about building a brand. And I think that that's something that you've done really well is you've built a really solid, trustworthy brand. So brides and photographers feel so confident booking blush artistry, knowing that they're going to get an amazing artist an amazing experience, no matter what. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. You know, I, I think the brand is, is a big part of it, but it's a lot of the team as well, because those girls and got, we've had men on the team in the past as well, but they put out such extraordinary work and the quality of service that we give from start to finish when we book, when our clients book with us, we strive for, for top notch. And so the brand certainly is out there because people know blush now. But the girls, I mean, we did it as a team for sure. Totally. And I love that. And I love how um, it blushes really like from what I can see, it's really not a top down organization. Like you really are a team, which I think is like, but I think the team is your brand, right? Team spirit and that energy is what comes across in all of your marketing. And I think that's probably a huge part of where the trust comes from with your sure with your clients. Like how, how fun are, are we though? Like we so look like we're fun. so fun. <laughs> I can attest to that personally. So fun. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. I wanted to hear this cause I don't even know this actually really. Where did blush artistry start? Like what was, what was day one of blush? So I was in nursing school And I never really had a direction. Like I've always really liked to help people and and nursing was just like the the thing you you would do as a 22 year old, right? Okay. I'm Mm going to go into nursing school anyway. So I was in nursing school and I needed a job 
and so while in nursing school, I also took my makeup certification. And the funny thing is, is like, you know, lots of my girls are like, oh, I love makeup since I was a little kid. And like, I've always been good at makeup, but I wasn't mm-hmm. like super passionate about makeup. I just kind of fell into this certification. I'm not really sure, honestly, thinking back on it, what drove me to take this certification course, but I ended up being fairly, fairly good at it and found a passion for it mm-hmm. in my certification course. And I started working for a prestigious cosmetics company and uh, just working part-time while in school. Mm-hmm. And then I quit school and stayed with the, the line that I was working for and then kind of worked my way up through the city. And my boyfriend at the time, who is a very smart businessman, said, you know, you need to get a name for yourself and you need to go to the registries and you need to lock it in. Mm-hmm. And so I think in 2005, I locked in Blush Artistry at the registries for $25. And here I am. Wow. (laughs) I know. I know. And you know, it's crazy to think like the journey that, so I worked for the the company and honestly, I equate, I, so I worked for them for six years and I equate a ton, all of my experience and the blushes success to working for that company. Because in that time, I did so many makeup applications and I built so many relationships. Right. And so, you know, people see blush and they're like, wow, it exploded. Cause it really only looks like I started advertising the company in 2014, mm-hmm. but in actuality, the company has been going behind the scenes for about 15 years. Right. Yeah. And that's a good lesson because I think so much of the time, whenever we're getting started in any kind of business, we look at all these companies and we think, wow, they had an overnight success. So then when you start something and you don't have that instant overnight success, it's mm-hmm. discouraging. But sure. in reality, there's no such thing. And you know, the only thing that I'm not really a big social media person, like we hire that out for the company and she does an amazing job. Yeah. But that was what started. It was in 2014. I just got a Facebook page, a business Facebook page, and I started putting my pictures up. Mm-hmm. And that's where everyone's like, oh my gosh, Heather, where have you been? I've been looking for you for seven years. You know, I want to book you for X, 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 and X. And, and my schedule started to get really full, my personal one. Yeah. And then I was doling out a bunch of business. Like I was referring my friends. Yeah. And I was like, man. Right. And so I actually worked with my first artist, Shannon Ledger. Um, she was a model for a shoot that I did makeup for. And then I actually ended up doing her bridal makeup she got certified and I hired her and then it just exploded from there. Cause then all of a sudden wow. her schedule was full. We needed more. And then we were only makeup artists. So I needed to balance it out. Then we were like five makeup artists and one hairstylist and it just happened organically, you know? Oh, that's so amazing. So, okay. So then you hired Shannon cause that is like a pretty exponential growth. So what year did you hire Shannon? So I hired her in 2015. Wow. And Yes. And so now there's 30 of us. Shannon and I still talk about our fir- like our first meeting and I'm using air quotes. You can't see, but our first meeting is at Cora's breakfast restaurant. And I had this like old iPad cause I'm not a huge technology person. And we were trying to figure out how to do a schedule, you know, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and it's so funny cause now we're, I'm scheduling 30 plus girls at any time with over 300 weddings a year it's just, it's amazing when you let things 
unfold organically and, and you, you strive for more, yeah. but you don't push too hard, you know? Yeah, totally. One of the things that you've said that I resonated a lot with me and has been a huge part of my personal journey too, is that relationship piece. Sure. Right. So I think that totally. um, surrounding yourself too, with those like like-minded people is a really, really important piece of any kind of success. Yeah. So here's the thing, which I think is really funny, actually, that I just thought about this now. All the relationships that I built when I was working for the company that I did before, I didn't have in mind that I was going to build blush. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have this like back in, in the back of my head, like, ooh, I'm going to use this person because this they know this person. Totally. That wasn't my intention. When I meet someone, and I get this from my parents, people feel awesome when they're around my parents. Mm-hmm. And people remember how you make them feel. So even if there's 50 other makeup artists in the city, which I'm sure there are, that do the same quality of work as we do, our clients remember how we made them feel. And so with each client that we take, we're building this relationship. We have this army of people behind us, you know, wanting us to succeed. And that's like everyone that I worked with, you know, at the company that I worked for before, they want me to succeed. Well, and I think it's a testament to how you do business that people are 100% behind you and invested in your success because of the way that you do um, business and because of the way that you make people feel. Yeah. So freedom is a big thing there. Oh, 100%. it, It really is. And especially hairstylists and makeup artists and adults. You know, I... I, and this is maybe something I should work on, but I really don't like being told what to do on a regular basis. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, we, a lot, a lot of us don't, especially as adults. And so when someone comes in here as the owner of a company of 30 girls, if I sat here like a general and I said, you need to do this and you need to do this, um, you know, even our team meetings aren't mandatory mm-hmm. because what happens there is when you give people the freedom, they show up more. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, Yeah. I could not agree more. And um, we have that in common because I've always felt like up until, you know, like I think that you really start to find yourself in your 30s. I don't know if this happened to you, but like even in my late 20s um, and then I'm 32. So in the past two years, I feel like I've grown more as a person in those two years than in the 15 prior. For sure. Like, and I think that's the one thing is like I used to be, kind of like, uh, like, why does this bother me so much? Like, why are there people who can, um, you know, like, just follow the rules and be like, whatever. Um, and that was never me. And I think the thing is that some people are just meant to be disruptors. Yeah. And that's how things evolve, right? Like- <laughs> and it is the evolution, you know, like I was thinking, um, I was thinking about our program, like the system, our scheduling system that we use, mm-hmm. you know, Things happen by evolution because there's a need for it. Yeah, we would we wouldn't be using the same thirty dollar a month scheduling program if it if it didn't work, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you, businesses, you have to evolve with the things that you need. And if you don't, you just stay stagnant. There's no way that I'd be able to schedule thirty girls schedules if I didn't find a better system for the company. Yeah, and I think that absolutely. it's important. You know, it's important for us to look at that as well as from a business point of view. Are your systems working for you? 
do they allow you to do what you need to do in order for you to grow? Yes, absolutely. I think that's a huge thing. Um, because there are so many, I mean, even if we look at things like there's been a huge shift, I feel towards like the independent and freelance movement, because there's such an, there's so much opportunity now. And I think that social media is like a huge part of that is people now have the ability to kind of promote themselves directly. Right. So, um, and a huge part of that, that I think is like, I think that a lot of it is like just finding the way that you can make things work. So as far as marketing, like Instagram, it evolved because there was a need for it. And that's what the marketing, like when Instagram came out, there was no shops on it. There was no, you know, none of that stuff. And it evolved because there was a need. And even like, yeah, the booking part. And so I think like all of these systems and um, even like, technological systems but also systems in business such as Mm. like salon suites like all of these and freelance companies all of these opportunities are evolving to kind of meet where the industry is going as opposed to fighting against it absolutely and that's and that is evolution of business I mean I think the thing you we need to be different in order to be seen Mm -hmm. right exactly and so you know like blush is is such a trailblazer in the city because we are different because there is a bunch of, it's a collective of people on this team that are completely certified um, and fully licensed to do what they do. They have the ability to make their own schedules, say Mm -hmm. yes or no to a job and everyone remains happy. I remain happy because we've got a huge team of people that if one of the, you know, let's say my hairstylist says, you know what, I don't know if I can make that job work for me can you get it to someone else? And I say, yeah, man, no problem. And I put it in someone else's schedule. That other person's just as happy to get the job. Totally. It's it. And, or you've got someone, you know, like, Oh, I can't, you, whatever, you know, like we work as a team where it's like, you know, I find a lot of um, companies. I'm not really, I can't speak to hair salons because I've never personally worked in one, but you know, that like that competitiveness and that, camaraderie you don't have it as much a lot of times because it is a little bit more cutthroat yeah absolutely and I think like it's interesting because I had another um, Edmonton business owner on the podcast not long ago who is the owner of Sundays which is like a salon suite company and it's interesting because like like he kind of was the same way like he used to own a commission salon and then was like you know what instead of having that like cutthroat competitive atmosphere even with his stylist leaving and being so terrified that they were gonna go he's like you know what I'm gonna pivot and give them the opportunity to do what they want to do but in my space I just love that like the trailblazers of our industry and it's like people who are willing to zig where others zag and I think that whether or not it's a conscious thing or a subconscious thing, that is the difference between an abundance mindset and a lack mindset. Yes. Oh my gosh. Amen, Jody. <laughs> Amen. Um, I couldn't have said it better. Honestly, though, because you, and, and so many of the stylists on the team have said that they're like, man, there's enough hair to go around. Totally. You know, so like if we have that, like, oh my God, I don't have enough clients. I don't have enough clients. You will continue to not have enough clients. Yes, a hundred percent. When you switch that, when you switch that inner dialogue and your outer dialogue, even what you say to people, I mean, I've been guilty of it at, at some points. Like I'm like, man, blush isn't making any money. And you know what? Blush continued to not make money until I changed things, you yes. know, like it doesn't do anyone any good 
to sit there in a lacking, um, I don't even know what you want to call it, presence, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's a really huge thing. And when we think about change, right, and we want to evolve, we want to move forward, and we want to like create that abundance. But we are absolutely freaking terrified oh my God, to let yes. go of the yes. old stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's scary, so. man. It is. It, but you know what? I had this conversation with someone else and, um, you know, making moves is scary. But what's the worst that happens? You end up exactly where you are today. And I think that's a pretty damn good place to be. So if I were to go out, you know, and let's say I'm like, you know what, I'm going to buy this huge building downtown and I'm going to fill it with hairstyles and it doesn't work out. Well, I'm exactly where I am today with you and I'm pretty darn happy. Yes, exactly. And like, that's the thing. Like, I want to make this change. Okay, well then let's make this change. But I'm scared. Okay, but Mm. what are you scared of? Like, what is the worst case scenario? Always the worst, generally, without fail, the worst case scenario is like, I'll look bad. Or it's embarrassing, right? right? Yeah. And like, (laughs) you know, I think that you have to go after these opportunities because like you said, if you don't go after something, the worst thing that's going to happen if you do is it's not going to work out. But if you don't even try, then it's definitely not going to work out. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Oh, you're lighting a fire under me right now. It's so (laughs) funny because it's, but it's, but it is so true. Like I, um, you know, and, and. I believe that there's a place for everyone in this world, in the business world, freelance, contractors, owners, all that stuff. Because Mm -hmm. if everyone had, you know, there's no way that I'd be able to, I need a team. I'll put it this way. You know, like I need people that want to work on a team because if you don't have those people, then you don't have the evolution of businesses and freelance and that kind of thing. So if everyone wanted to work by themselves, Mm -hmm. um, it just wouldn't work out. So you, but you do need that person that's willing to put their neck out on the line to move that company forward. Yes. And I think that's the beauty of um, the world, right? Like we're all so different. And a lot of the time, like there's so many um, advantages to being a part of something that's bigger than yourself. Absolutely. And I'm always a huge proponent of, you know, if you want to be an independent stylist, that's great. Being a solopreneur, like as a solopreneur myself, I love working by myself and making all my own decisions. And luckily I do have a lot of friends who are entrepreneurs. So we always kind of create that community. But I think that that is what it comes down to is the fact that when you're creating, when you're creating something like you've created, which is basically like a freelance team. And now it's turning into a freelance empire because you guys are expanding all over the place. <laughs> but you create something that people want to be a part of. Yes. And oh my gosh. Yeah. I think that has to be the ultimate goal. So many, so many business owners operate from fear. For example, I know hair salon owners who are like, you can't have your own social media because I'm scared that your clients mm-hmm. will know who you are and I'm scared that you'll leave me. And oh my gosh, that that's is so- that's the quickest way to get someone to leave you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Especially nowadays. See, and whereas yeah. I, I'm like, man, you need to start posting on your social media more. Totally. Girls, you need to be out there, you know, because like that's where people look now is for their portfolios. I, I have a website. It's so funny. I, I think we have too many pages on our website personally. No one looks at them. I see the stats. Yeah, and sure. But I'll still have people call and they're like, um, there's like no information on your website. And I'm like, dude, there's like literally pages of information <laughs> on our website. What are you looking for? But they need that like click fast um, into social media. But 
I, I never had the intention. Like I, I keep saying that, like I never had the intention of blush getting this big. I welcome the success always. And, and Cameron, my, my partner, or my boyfriend always says, you know, build your empire, keep yeah. building it, keep doing it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and never stay stagnant. And, yeah. um, you know, encouraging people to be who they are, whether you're in hairstyling or carpentry, it doesn't matter. Totally. If you start to pigeonhole these people into being exactly what you think they should be, they're just mm-hmm. going to explode and, and be gone. And Absolutely. so you know, someone wants, like, I can feel, I'm a very like empathetic person. So I can feel when someone's unhappy. And if I think someone's going to leave, I, you know, I've had other girls be like, oh my gosh, do you think they're going to leave? And I was like, you know what? They should, if they're not happy. Absolutely. And it's, and it's not one of those, like, like, you know, when you're when things, our schedules didn't work out when you were working with blush, I, I had no qualms about letting you go because that's the path that you need to be on. Absolutely. Exactly. And I talked to my friend Lindsay about this the other day because we were chatting about leaving somewhere and she has a podcast and she had created a whole episode about leaving somewhere and why in our industry, it has to be such a huge dramatic thing. Like, and, and, and honestly, it is though, that's the thing. And I think that like, so Girls don't come to me, even if there, even if there is gossipy girls on the team, which there really isn't, but mm-hmm. even if there was, they wouldn't come to me with that because I don't entertain it. Please. Schedule in my brain is so full. I don't need to hear your BS about someone else, what they're doing with their husband. <laughs> and I just, and yeah. you know what, honestly, I forget it. So like when someone comes <laughs> to me with gossip, I'm the worst person to gossip for because you ask me about it in a week and I forget. But yeah, that's you know, amazing. What we, so what we focus our time on and what we focus our energy on is exactly what happens. So if we keep saying, oh my God, everyone wants to leave my team, everyone's going to continue to leave my team. I mean, the retention that we've had on the blush team is like exponential. Like it's, it's wild how, how long these girls have been on this team and how many girls have left. Like a handful of girls have, have left the team for you know one reason or the other, mm-hmm. but 30 have stayed. And yeah, that's it's amazing. a huge test. It is. And it's, a, it's an attestment to how everyone feels on this team. Like I said to one of the girls who was struggling about whether she should go on her own or not, because her success has, has grown big time. And mm-hmm. I, with, you know, remaining with a humble heart and, you know, I'm, I'm completely aware that people leave the company all the time and they're going to go off and do their own thing, even if they got all of their success from your company. It's just the way of the world. I That's can't, just part of doing business. Yeah. It, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm going to teach you my trade. You're going to take my trade and you're going to go and make success with it. Yeah. That's okay. I have to, I have to be okay with it. Um, but what I said was, you know, and this line has stuck with me and I felt so brilliant for coming up with it. <laughs> I was like, Matt, think about this for a sec. Whitney Houston, who wrote her songs? And she's yeah. like, I have no idea. And I was like, exactly. You know how rich that guy is right now? You have totally. no idea who that person is. So it's not about being the front line and being the face of everything. And, you know, I own this and I have this and I have that. Your success could be so silent and everyone else is out there making you know, it, and not doing the work because there, I certainly work very hard, but yeah. success is not exactly like we talked about earlier. It's not linear. So you don't have to be the face of everything in order to be successful. You don't have to be on your own and not be part of a team in order to look like you're doing a good job. 
Totally. And I talk on the podcast a lot about independent stylists and about, you know, like all that kind of stuff, because just because of the simple fact that I think it needs to be talked about because of the evolution of the industry. But I will always be the first person to say there are even some fabulous commission salons. There's some amazing salon owners who create an amazing culture. For me, the idea of being able to have my hands and everything and do all the things is appealing. I have Mm -hmm. friends who are like, what, like, why would you want to do that? Like, like, why would you want to have this instability and this like constant amount of work and all that kind of stuff? And like, I couldn't imagine it any other way, but there are so many people who just, they just want to show up and they just want to be their best selves. And they don't want to have to worry about all the things that come with running a business. So, and that's not less important or less successful than someone who does want to do it. So And you know, so, like, yeah. I think you're exactly right that there's some people out there that need to be independent. And there's been girls on the team that were on the team. And I was like, you know what, man, you're better on your own. And I can see yeah. that. Totally. You need, you're going to strive by yourself, taking care of your own things and not having anyone with their hands, you know, in your schedule and all of that stuff. You are just, this is just the path that you're meant to be on. And totally. Yeah, there's room for absolutely everyone. Even like for people who are independent, I still don't think that you should be totally on your own. Like I still think that having a community of like-minded people that you can, you know, bounce things off of and whether you find that community through like having a mentor or, you know, having any sort of community, I think it's really important to surround yourself with like-minded people. Um, For sure. And, you know, the team, like... We're a team, but they are each independent contractors, yes. you know? So they're, they're, they have the best of both worlds. So they have the totally. security of all of the blush bookings, but they also bring their own bookings to the company. They also mm-hmm. can refer their own clients and, and, and know that their clients are going to be taken care of by myself because our systems work really well. Our scheduling works really well. You know, like it's a really well-oiled machine that we have here. So they have you know, each contractor on the company has their freedom and their independence, but then they've got this bomb team to party with. And exactly. And like, you know, when you, when we walk on a job and like two hairstyles haven't seen two makeup artists in forever and it's like, Hey man, how's it going? You know? And like, they're super excited to see each other. Totally. Well, and I mean, even like we did at the time of recording, like on Sunday, um, there was like a big, collaboration shoot and even like seeing like just the energy that having like the blush girls on a shoot brings mm. is like next level yeah they're just and the I best. love it I know <laughs> they really and are you know and like they're just so excited to to mm-hmm. to be there and they're excited because I'm excited and right. I emulate that energy to them if I was sitting here like a lump on a log my team would also be many lumps on a log uh, totally. you know like it's it starts from the top down and and you know like I I remember being so excited like at my very first shoot that I organized like I mm-hmm. threw up I was so excited like I was <laughs> like I was like what is happening I just couldn't you know and it's funny I was thinking about this yesterday because I knew we were recording today and I was like man is there any like any stories I want to tell like I remember doing my first teaching my first contour class Mm-hmm. in my living room on TV trays 
with like Walmart placemats and dollar store mirrors that I bought and teaching and the product didn't show up. So I was just like askew, like I was all over the place. But, but it was like, it was like the starting grounds, you know, it was like, Hey, now I know what didn't work. Now I know what I need to do. And then here we are, you know, four years later and I've got a 10 person makeup studio, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just like the evolution of all that stuff happens, but I didn't waver on my excitement and my drive to be better. Well, and one of my favorite um, quotes is that if you, or sayings, I guess, is like, if you don't like kind of suck when you start, then you waited too long to start. Oh, I've never heard that. It's so true. Yeah. Like if you could look at your first ever thing and be like, that was like perfect. And I did like, you know what I mean? And (laughs) there's nothing you could improve upon. Then you probably should have started five years ago. Like It's so true. Yeah. I remember the first first makeup application I did outside of my certification, like so on a a proper client, I -hmm. didn't put mascara on her because I was terrified. (laughs) Yeah. And she, I'll never forget that. She's like, uh, and I'm like, it's the trend right now. So, you know, <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Like, whoever you are out there, I'm so sorry. Yeah. But I'm that's so, yeah, <laughs> I remember some of my first haircuts when I was doing my apprenticeship, and yeah, same thing. Like, I'm sorry to whoever you are, um, but you so, start somewhere, you're right. Absolutely. And you have to, like everyone has to start somewhere. Right. Um, and there always has to be someone who's willing to pour into you as well. That's what I think is so important about like, you know, being a mentor or building, like evolving in the industry is I think it's so amazing to be able to kind of shape the next generation, which brings us into the next thing I want to talk about. So you have also created a certification program for makeup artists. Yes. So okay. let's okay. talk about this. <laughs> okay. So for forever, like, you know, talking about the courses that I was teaching or courses, I mean, we'll call it a workshop in my living room. I <laughs> always had people asking me to teach them how to do makeup and how to, and, and to basically certify. And for a very long time, I was scared of giving away my trade. Like I was, I was scared right. of get like quote unquote giving away the farm because mm-hmm. I wasn't secure enough in my own business to be like well what if they take away my clients yeah and you know I eventually got to a place where I was like man Kate have all my clients I'll teach you how to take my clients yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's a different revenue it's a different agency you know it's a different avenue for us to take to make money and yes. we can still do the bridal industry and we can still do the photo shoots and we can teach these makeup artists, you know? So like, why wouldn't I go out, teach a bunch of makeup artists and then hire them? Come on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, and, and I guess it's just my mind frame. And one of the girls on the team, Caitlin, she really was like the driving force for this. Cause she's always wanted to teach makeup professionally. Mm-hmm. And I basically just enabled her and, and allowed her as I came like, hey, and take the reins. I got you. I'll back you up. And so she started developing the curriculum. I finished it off and added my kind of, I took certain sections or whatever. And we came up with this 280 hour diploma program. And so we're just in the midst of getting all the proper things in order to, to properly launch it to our clients. But, you know, we've built these hand curated kits and um, local makeup companies and some not local. And it's just, it's just nothing like 
it's like nothing that you can get in British Columbia or Alberta or Saskatchewan, you know, Saskatchewan, because yeah. we're right in the middle of the price point. And That's amazing. Is it is because, you know, you've got Blanche McDonald, which is like the most, the most prestigious um, makeup certification school. Basically it's like a college in Vancouver, mm-hmm. um, you know, and their tuition is 20 grand. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we wanted to be below that. So, you know, again, that's not something else that just happened organically. Like it was another opportunity. And so if I was sitting here so close-minded and like just no, 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 I don't want to do that or mm-hmm. I don't want to put the work in, I don't want my company to go that way, I would never have opened my eyes to what Caitlin was showing me and allowing it to, again, happen organically. Yes. You know, it's it's, it's so it's so important. And it's all about, I think, being stubborn about your goals and yeah. flexible about your methods. Yeah. Ooh, good. Look um, at you with all these sayings here. <laughs> this is uh, the mindset piece is really something that I like feel so passionately yeah, about. So <laughs> um, have you everything, right? Like it's oh, a hundred percent. Have you read um, the Jen Sincero book? You're a badass at making money. No, I haven't. I haven't. I do read a lot. Um, yeah. I do. I honestly, I, I'm more inclined to read like the books that were written like in the 20s. Have you, like those books are like fascinating because they are so much further ahead. Like they're light years, universes ahead of where they were at that moment. And everything applies to today so, so much. Like the science of getting rich is just, oh my gosh, it's... It's, a, it's so a, good. It's, that is actually the first one that this book references. Oh, funny. There you go. Yeah. So it's in the first chapter. So I haven't yeah. read it, but I've heard the principle of it because yeah. of that book that I had read. But it's interesting too, because even if you look back at like philosophers um, from like way before that, yes. there's some things that are really, really still applicable, I think. Well, and it really all boils down to what you think will happen. So, Mm -hmm. and what you think you are, you are. And so if, if I, if you and I sat here and we're like, Oh, we're not successful. We can't do this. We Mm -hmm. could. And I I beat that. Like I realize I'm being repetitive, but it is just so, it is that simple. Yeah. It is that simple. You know, if you think you can, you will. It's that be, do have, you have to be that person first. Like Honestly, to be fully transparent, when I started this business, I the lockdown happened. I had lost a hundred percent of my income, yeah. and the first thing I did was invest a like quite a bit of money into joining a mastermind group because I was like, I need this. I know that the the type of person who has the business that I want to have invests to be in conversations and rooms with these kinds of people. Absolutely. So, this is like the person that I want to be even without like at this point, my business had not made a dollar. Yeah. So, was it too important? No, it wasn't actually. It was a mastermind specifically. Um, So I work with a mentor. Her name is Dawn Bradley and it yes. was her mastermind. Oh, gotcha. So okay. yeah. So that was kind of the first investment. Although I do have a friend who is in the Jim Fortin one. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so then being in that mastermind and just being surrounded by those people who have that, 
like they don't need to think about like what's going to happen. Like they're not thinking about failure because that is inevitable and it's also the path to success. Absolutely. So I think that's like the number one mindset shift is people won't do things because they're so um, scared to fail, Mm -hmm. but you should just accept that right now. Like some of your ideas are going to fail. You are going to to have bad ideas. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's funny because I, I, this isn't really a business thing, but if you just switch the verbiage, it is. So I say to Cameron all the time, if we make every day happy, we will live a happy life. So if we love that, yeah. And so if we make every day successful, we will have a successful business. And, you know, there's going to be days where you're like, well, I didn't make as much money as I was supposed to. But if you Mm -hmm. make the next day successful, eventually you will have a successful business. And it's, you know, it's very unrealistic to think that I'm going to go out, buy a retail space, and it's just going to be full of people and hairstylists Mm -hmm. and makeup artists and, you know. Um, you know, you certainly have to take a dive sometimes, but mm-hmm. if you take the right steps into being successful and, and, and you use your brain, you know, and your heart, chances are real good. You're going to walk out there and be like, man, I did it. I did it. Yes. A hundred percent. I love that. And so, okay, I'm going to circle back here because that is kind of when I, when I was talking about um, that book, the whole reason that I brought that right. up was because of the whole concept that we were just discussing about like making everyday successful, but detaching from the actual, like where it's going to come from. So right. one of the things yeah. that I, that I learned that really changed the way that I think about things, it's like, when you're thinking about like, okay, I have these revenue goals for my company, right? So this is what I need to do in order say, let's relate it back to like behind the chair hairstylist. Like, sure. okay, so I'm going to do X amount of haircuts. That's going to make me X amount of money. And then one of those haircuts cancels and you're like, oh my God, everything's screwed up. But then someone walks in and buys $500 worth of retail. Yeah. So by focusing so much on, oh my God, I had that cancellation. Like my whole day is ruined. That is going to put you into the mindset where you're literally going to repel money. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to repel totally. success. Yeah, it's right? so true. So I think it's important to be able to pivot. And I saw a lot of business people do this and I was super impressed. Like when the pandemic hit, I saw so much pivoting into like, and I know even blush, like virtual store, virtual makeup lessons. Like, yeah. so instead of sitting there and thinking and feeling sorry for ourselves and thinking like, which would have been reasonable. Yeah. Um, and it's valid for sure. And it is valid. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, not to not feel your feelings. I think that you yeah. have to, but then thinking, okay, like this isn't working out, but what else could? And just having that ability to think kind of outside the box and not be as attached to where the success is coming from, but more the end goal. If that exactly, I had a business coach actually um, January into March, and she said that exact same thing. You know, and and I'm really big into like writing stuff down now. I find Mm -hmm. that it like it just solidifies. So even if she said just do a train of thought thing. Do a train of thought thing for your business and then a train of thought thing for your life. So like my business was I want to have a big, huge office and there's going to be windows behind me. I'm going to have plants and in this office, I'm going to, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Don't think about, because if you start to get caught up in all of the things, well, like, okay, well, where's this business going to be? How am I Mm -hmm. going to get a mortgage for this? How am I going to pay the rent? You're never going to get there. 
Just keep your end goal as what you want. And eventually you will have it. You know, you hear the story of the guy that wants the Lamborghini and every day he goes and sits in a Lamborghini, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden three years, he has a Lamborghini. It doesn't matter how he got there. He got what he wanted. Absolutely. You know, the, the minutia of the small little details, you know, it's fresh. It's so funny that you're saying this because I was talking to a bank about like a business plan, like a move that I want to make with blush that I can't really say anything. But anyways, they said, well, you need to have a business plan down to the month of how you're going to make this. And I was like, man, are you joking me right now? Like, how am I supposed to? And that's where you get that pigeonhole. That's where you get scared. Cause you're like, okay, well, if I want to get this, let's say it's, it's not, but let's say it's a million dollar loan mm-hmm. and I have to break down my income by month. It just doesn't make any sense. Then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going down into the small little payments, you know, and it yes. just, it takes away your big, big goal. Yeah, for sure. No, I totally, yeah, that's, it is kind of frustrating because of the way that like some, like there's some parts of like the business world and community that are so evolved and so like ready for what's coming because what's coming is inevitable. The creative economy is here to stay and and entrepreneurship is here to stay. Um, But there's still some places that are a little bit behind, right? Yeah. And I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I realize there's a place for all this stuff and business plans and people need to have it. I mean, the, th- the funny thing is I've never had a business plan. Mm-hmm. I've, I've just always kind of let things happen organically. And then if I need to change something, I changed it. If I needed, you know, when I, when I went going back to when I said blush isn't making money, blush wasn't making any money. And so right. I needed to like, where am I leaking this money? You know? And, and yeah. that's where your business plan is just a mit like a, present day, change, change your stuff or you're going to fail. Totally. So, okay. Uh, this I'm curious about. So what, so I know you say, you said that blush really evolved, right? So like, it wasn't necessarily that you were planning on it getting this big or anything like that. Was there a moment when you realized what was happening within the company, like how fast you were growing and you made the decision? Like, was there a moment where you were like, okay, either I keep things exactly as they are and you know, I just kind of keep smaller or I change things and I really, really grow. Or was there a time that you decided to like lean into the growth? Um, I've never really been a fearful person. So Mm -hmm. growth doesn't scare me. And honestly, the, the um, support that I have from Cameron, my boyfriend is like, I can't even, I can't even tell you I'm, I'm, I, I equate a lot of my success to him because he's so intelligent and, he, and he's a driving force as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's, I don't know if there was ever like an aha moment, but I do remember in the old studio and there was five makeup artists down there and one hairstylist and that was the very first photo shoot. And honestly, the photos were terrible from that shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back on it, it's just so funny, but it was all budget, right? Like I had like, I think I had like $50 to that I could yeah. use to work. So anyways, she did great for, with what she could. But um, <laughs> at that moment, I was like, this is what's happening and I need to harness this because people, we are getting so many bookings and now, and we're still turning away jobs. And that's what has been the driving force is our clients, conti- like the demand for the company is always been higher than what we could supply. Yeah. And which is an amazing problem to have. It, it, <laughs> it, that, 
that's where we get to the point where we're, there's 30 contractors on, on the company and we're still growing um, oh, and expanding and all that stuff. So I don't know if there's ever, I, if lots of people have asked me that where it's like, but I do think there's lots of moments where you get that like wild drive of excitement inside of you that just like tingles from head to toe and you're like, this is it. I'm on the right path. The universe yeah. is like all aligned exactly where I'm supposed to be. Totally. And I think that's like, that's one of my favorite words to think about um, in business is that alignment, right? Like just, you know, there's a lot to be said for just like taking, taking a step back and being like, wow, like this Mm -hmm. is seriously my vision. And this is like where I'm at, like pinch me. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I don't yeah, think I, I believe think- in coincidence. Like I, I was having this this conversation with Cameron. I don't think I believe in coincidence. I think that everyone is exactly where they're supposed to be at the exact same time. And I think that, um, you know, the decisions that you made 10 years ago that brought you to blush, that brought us together here today, it's not a coincidence. It's all by choice. And Oh, I totally agree. When I look back on certain moments, I'm like, oh my God, if it weren't for that particular moment, this never would have happened. And there's no way that's an accident. Like this was like a cosmic thing. Yes. It's so funny. So one of the things like blush, I remember doing our first bridal fantasy show, which is for all of our global listeners. It's like a huge, huge bridal uh, trade show. Thousands of people go to it. And I remember (laughs) it's huge. So how I actually got into that was one of my best friends who's still my best friend today. Her sister worked for Bridal Fantasy. And I met her when I was working at the old cosmetic company. And this is the relationship that I'm talking about. And because I'm such a, like a, hey, come here, let me do your makeup. I said this to Shannon. And I was like, hey, come, I'll do your makeup for Halloween or whatever. Just come sit in my chair. And then she said, you should get blush into Bridal Fantasy. And, you know, for a couple, you know, a couple years later or whatever. And I'll never forget that first show. You know, that's probably actually one of those moments where I had where I was like, wow, where I was sitting in front of thousands of people introducing my company that is brand new that I had zero idea what I was doing. Wow. Like, I remember, <laughs> like, frantically could not figure out how to set up this booth for the life of me. You know, like, <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to do. <laughs> but you figure it out. And, you know, it's those moments where it's like, man. And then at the end of the day, you're just like, this is it. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And these people are behind me. And that was probably a huge leap of faith for a new business too, right? Because of like, that's not, that's a big undertaking. It is. And you know, that first show, it was like, Hey, we're blush artistry. We do hair and makeup. We can travel to you. We can do this. And then by the end of it, like we don't do bridal fantasy anymore because honestly the last show that we did, it was like, Oh no, we've already booked you. We've already got you booked. <laughs> and it's like, awesome. Great. Okay. That is now we're, we're done here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we're done here. Let's move on. Let's take these thousands of dollars that I spend on this and let's spend it somewhere else and let's grow this company in a different direction. Oh, I just, that like makes me so happy to hear. I absolutely <laughs> love that. So, okay. What would you, because the whole, my whole purpose behind Hairstylist Rising is I really want to empower you know, the action takers and the creatives in our, the beauty industry to kind of just lean into whatever it is that makes them tick, right? Like whatever it is that makes them excited and makes them want to be successful. So you've literally built a freelance empire and I think it's so impressive. So if somebody wanted to, you know, make those steps and start 
like you, you guys are really like such an amazing team. So if you had to give the advice to someone who wanted to like start that kind of team or join that kind of team, what would you say? Like, what's the advice that you would give? I I think the biggest thing is you need to stop saying no. You need to get yourself out there. You need to get yourself out there and you need to show people how good you are. And then the business comes. So go out there when it, you know, ask photographers, Hey, if you ever need anyone for hair and makeup, I'm your girl. And you know what? You send out 10, that one person that says yes, lots of times that photographer sticks with you until the very last day. And those are going to be your advocates for like, Oh, you got to hire Heather. She's so good. And I think that is such a huge thing. Like just being, be, put yourself in rooms with people who inspire you mm-hmm. and, and scare you a little bit. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah. And I love that phrase. Like if you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and it's so true. So and it's, yeah, you get to, like, I've certainly, I've, you know, I've been, um, we're all guilty of being like, no, I don't need to do that. I, I don't need to read that book. I know that already. I just said that like two months ago and I was like, man, how stupid am I? Because I'm reading that book now and it's so good. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, you know, like we, our egos get in the way and it's, it's always, it's a battle of like, of, you know, suppressing that ego. I think that um, hairstylists and and makeup artists, because we are such creative beings, we're Mm -hmm. usually the brightest person in a room and, you know, harnessing that and not being you know, you don't always have to be seen and heard to be a big deal. You know, it's like, my dad is probably one of the coolest people I know. And he is a man of few words, but you know what, when he talks, people listen. And you know, it's the the value that you can bring to your clients and your life. Um, it doesn't always have to be like a showpiece, you know, like you don't always have to be like, here I am, you know, you can like, <laughs> just like, just be chill and cool and, and say yes to those cool jobs. Say yes to the jobs that you don't even think are going to be cool. Just just try it out. What do you have to lose? Yeah, for sure. That's such a great piece of advice. And I really appreciate you being so open about everything and your journey. And I think you're going to inspire a lot of people listening to just like do the thing. Yeah, man get out there and do it. Like, even if it's yes. like, <laughs> I, I swear to God, Joe, I've been trying to do a handstand for the past 10 years and I still can't do it, but I've never stopped trying. <laughs> like, it's, That's it's, so cool. It's so it terrifies me. Like I'm so scared. I'm going to break my neck, but the, the, it's the same thing with business. Like what's the worst. And, and let's talk even like, like worst case scenario, you go bankrupt you go bankrupt. You still can make money. You just can't Absolutely. make a ton of money. You know, yeah. like you start it's over. actually <laughs> not, it's actually not that big of a deal. Look at like, yeah. there are many, many billionaires out there have been bankrupt multiple times. I think that you need to just accept the fact that, you know, you're going to mess up sometimes and totally. that's, what's going to lead you to the success that you want. Yeah. And who cares if people talk, who cares? Like it honestly, <laughs> in, in the end, like, it actually makes no difference to your life unless you allow it. Unless you allow totally. those crappy words to have space in your life, then that's your problem. You know? And like, there's and there's only there's literally only one way to ensure that nobody ever talks shit about you, and that's to never do anything yeah. or be anything. It's to be invisible. <laughs> like, it's to be it's exactly. to disappear, honestly. 
you know, I, I, uh, I have no qualms about people talking about me and it's so funny. Like, you know, people, I still hear stories that people like stories that people think were true that happened years ago. And it's like, man, no, that's hilarious. That never happened. But I mean, keep talking because you're putting yeah. my name out there. <laughs> like, exactly. I, no, I, I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's funny. Cause I, I know that we're probably ending soon, but the autobiography, it just t- t- tweaked in my head. Cause I used to say all the time I've read for years and years, but I used to say like, Oh, I don't want to read other people's stories. I just want to live my own life and make my own story. Mm-hmm. And that was so close minded because it was like, man, I actually shut off the opportunity to learn from other people's success. And now I, I can't wait to read someone else's story. And I was like, you know, I can take parts of their story and make it into mine. And um, there's that like close minded thing. Honestly, you know, I, I wouldn't read any sort of like quotation self-help book for years. Yeah. Same. Because and I actually bought, so I'm like a huge Jen Sincero fan because I just love the way that she talks. Um, and I just love like her voice and everything about her basically. And I bought Your Badass five years before I ever opened it. Yeah, crazy, eh? <laughs> yeah, I bought it because I saw it at Chapters. And I was like, everyone's reading this book. It looks so cool. And then I read the first page and I was like, but what is this like BS? Like there's, I don't believe any of this. Like, you don't like... I think I saw like the universe and I closed it. Cause I was like, yeah. Nope, I don't believe in any of that. Yeah. Um, and then I opened it and I was like, well, this like changed my life. And I just yeah. picked it up one day <laughs> and it was just the weirdest thing. It goes back to, there's no coincidences. I literally totally. picked it up one day and I opened it and I read it in like two days. Yeah. And it like was the, it was the thing that just like really sparked all of the changes I've made in my life. So isn't that wild, eh? Five years ago, you made a decision and then, you know, you, it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I mean, the universe, it's, it's a, that's a whole other podcast, but it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And there is, you know, we're all in alignment. We just got to serve. Yeah. Just keep, keep going. Yes. I love it. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for being here today, Heather. And I think that, yeah, this is going to be a really inspiring podcast for people. I hope so. I hope.